This is the run recap. Of shoes I got. Yeah, we're gonna talk about those. So much foam. <laughs> we're gonna have a conversation about those because uh, <laughs> these things—they're—they're they're a little ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous. And then look how much like is off the back of these. Look at all that back there. Isn't that weird? Um, what are they? What are those shoes? The A6 Nimbus 25s. <laughs> they're like a cloud. Six Nimbus. What's a Nimbus? Isn't that a type of cloud or something? Um, probably. In Harry Potter, wasn't his broom like a Nimbus? I don't know Harry Potter stuff. Or a Cumulus or something. A, a Cumulus. Well, it's, it's gonna something like it's that. Cumulus something. I think it's clouds. I I don't know. I don't know any Harry Potter things, and but that that makes sense though. I um, I went through the books at one point a yeah. long time ago. But I don't remember very much. What's the date today? Uh, it's the 29th. Oh, it says right there. <laughs> oh, man. Why'd you get those shoes? Well, when I was... So, my previous shoes... Well, previous, previous shoes. I really like the... Uh, New Balance is my favorite in general. Especially because mm-hmm. I know which ones I like. So, then I just go buy the right ones. Yeah. So, I like the, um, the New Balance 880s. Yeah. Are... A good amount of cushion without being super tall. Yeah. So, because the trouble with the really tall shoes that I found, because since I like to run street and trails, is that if you have those that tall foam shoe, when you try to pivot, your foot falls off the sole, like you actually slide over off the sole. Really? Yeah. So they just don't have side to side. With the tall foam ones. The tall foam ones. Okay. And there's a real lack of stability in any kind of pivoting. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so I found those to be, like, in a straight line were great with, because I had, before that, I had the New Balance 1080s because I was having real bad, real bad uh, plantar fasciitis from running barefoot. Okay. So, especially once we moved, and I was doing a lot more, um, a lot more trail running. Mm-hmm. So, or not a lot more trail, a lot more uh, pavement running. So, yeah. because I was running on the pavement so much, then that made it... Um, then that made it so my feet were just killing me. So, like, I'd get out of bed and my feet were just kind of curled up and I'd have to stretch them back out. It was horrible. Well, especially if you're doing that kind of mileage. Like, you're, you're putting miles yeah. on um, on those. And I think they were fine when I was doing nice trails. So, mm-hmm. if it's not rocky and you're on trails a whole bunch, it was a great shoe. Yeah. And when I'm, put, and I'm doing more, like, three-mile runs. Yeah. But as soon as my, my, when my short run became a six-mile run, then, yeah, my feet just couldn't take it at all. So... So anyway, so then I tried to find something to shift out of that and tried a few different things. And, um, and those ones seemed, solved the problem immediately. My foot pain just completely went away. Yeah. And everything I read on that is that they can cause, or they, if you have poor running form, they can be really, really bad for you. Really? So, um, here's, so the trouble is, so let's say you heel strike, right? Mm-hmm. And if you heel strike and you have a ton of foam under there, it encourages the heel strike. Of course. Right? Because yeah. then you now can get away with it. But what's actually happening here is now you're hitting even harder to try and find some stability. And then that 
um, all that pressure of hitting even harder on your heel is now going up through your knees and you're actually causing damage in the long run. Um, but if you already have corrected that and you already land on the ball of your foot, then you can handle this extra foam back there because you're not using all this foam on your heel. Okay. So, um, so anyway, so what it did really for me is it just let my foot relax and I could let it spread out a little bit more in the shoe and because I just wasn't, they just weren't taking as much of a beating. So, especially with all the pavement running, I found that to be, that helped a ton. But then that much foam was too much. So because I'd go on a trail run and I'm, I'm just, it's just asking to sprain an ankle or something because it was just, you'd, you'd literally slide off the shoe. Yeah. So, uh, so I went with a shorter foam one that still just had that nice foam, but it was a lot shorter than what I was on before, a more traditional running shoe. So did that, and I wore through a couple pairs of those, and then I needed another pair of shoes, and I was in a hurry, and I just didn't want to, like, spend $200 on shoes again. <laughs> so I was at the Nike outlet store, and they, were, and they had some for 50 bucks yeah. that were more like what I ran in in high school. So pretty, so, sure. you know, you're just, you know, picture a running shoe, that's what this looked like. Right. And it was excellent at that six-mile range. And so in that, and it still wasn't really right for me. Um, it had, didn't have exactly the right stability in the right places. So I wouldn't have really picked this shoe, but again, it's a quarter of the price of mm -hmm. what shoes cost. So yeah, I was going to put up with that for a bit. So I did that, but I did find that I started to get a lot of foot pain every time I would get, um, anytime I had to do my longer run. So I was hitting 10 miles plus the foot pain was getting pretty bad. Yeah. And then I went and bought some trail specific shoes. Because, uh, again, found a great deal on some. So I got some trail-specific shoes. which was good because I just about broke my toe earlier this year kicking a rock on a trail. <laughs> so I got a shoe that's actually made to make it. So if you kick a rock, you don't break your toe. Yeah. You know? So I got a good trail shoe, you know, with and uh, that was just before the Mount Spokane race because I was real scared of running down those hills with, like, not proper grip on there mm -hmm. and not, you know, not the right... Anyway, so got the right shoe for that, and that was really helpful. But then since I figured, okay, I have a trail shoe... Now I need a shoe because I got this half marathon coming up. So I need to put in some high mileage and my feet are killing me. So, um, so I went with a big foam shoe again yeah. and tried on a bunch of them. And, um, yeah, our local shop at Fleet Feet helped me out a bunch and, uh, you know, picked out a couple of different ones and there's some of these, and there's a big range in the big foam shoes. Some of them are really unstable or maybe they're stable for certain people mm -hmm. or you know it's just there's a big variety once you start trying them on though and these ones it felt like it wanted to propel me forward it was great for a long stride yeah and um yeah no it just felt great they do look i look like i'm standing on marshmallows <laughs> like a giant marshmallow under my foot I like the hokas man i just can't handle it's in that thing i don't like it either and yet i totally wear them it's just, it seems so counterproductive. It seems like to have such a big foam sole, like your foot's not doing any work. But I guess also I don't do, I don't do runs that long. Mm -hmm. My runs are always short, so I'm not putting the mileage. So I, I guess, but the, the ultra, like the original ultra runners down in Mexico, like the, the, what are the, the native... South American runners or whatever that do like hundreds. We try to get too specific. We're gonna butcher. Am I seeing? Hey, well, you read that book. Though. Well, yeah, but there was you know there are people in the woods that was, like run a whole ton. And it was they, somewhere down there. Yeah, and they right? and they strap on like old tires. Yeah. Onto the bottom of their foot, and they, that's it. Yeah, and then that's what they run, and they run all the time like that. And they're fine. But they're running in the woods. 
It's true. Yeah, they're never yeah. on the concrete. And maybe it's not rocky. Because that was the other yeah. trouble I had when I was running barefoot is a light heel strike on a rock. Yeah. Took me out for a week. Like, now I can't run. So how, how long did you experiment with the barefoot running? Uh, four years. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, and so I did... So I did just, for a couple years, I did just that, like the Vibram five fingers, mm -hmm. so no cushion at mm -hmm. all. They weren't even the running version. They were just like yeah. a version I picked up at Costco. And uh, so the basic one, and I really enjoyed it on the, uh, on the right terrain. So if you had a soft trail, man, there's nothing better than that because you just, so much direct input, you know, with your foot and everything, you feel, you feel really light. You feel bouncy, especially once you get your foot in shape for it. Yeah. You know, like that's just fun. Um, but it did, yeah, if you hit a little, you know, if you're on a kind of a rocky path and you hit a rock wrong, then yeah, then yeah, it was horrible. So you have to be more aware of your foot placement then? You got to be very careful with where you're landing, how you're landing, yeah. all that stuff, which I think is a really good thing for, for me, I think it was a really good thing to go through though, mm -hmm. was uh, because then you just, that becomes second nature. Yeah. You learn to pay attention to those things. You learn to never land on your heel. And um, yeah, and I think that was a great thing for me to go through that. Then I switched to a version Merrill makes a version of a barefoot shoe. It's a real open toe box. It does have some really rigid cushion mm -hmm. so that you can handle hitting a rock. Yeah. And that's it. It's just enough so you can, if you hit a rock, it still hurts, but you can keep running. I think I've had some Merrills at one point back in the day. Yeah. And I liked that shoe a lot. Why'd you come back though from It was the just barefoot? that. It was the plantar fasciitis. Yeah. So I was doing that all the way up until I moved and I started doing a lot more mileage on pavement. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't work. Yeah. So I, even my feet just couldn't take it. Yeah. So yeah, there's probably, there's probably a way with the right training I probably could. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, because it was just plantar fasciitis that was your issue. Yep. Yeah, that's not hard to fix. So people say it is, but for anyone listening, it's not. It's really easy. <laughs> it's very, very simple. It's very simple to fix. <laughs> well, I couldn't fix it. So. <laughs> it takes effort. It takes a lot of work. It takes yeah. like you have to put time into it. But if you know what to do, like it's just not that complicated. I went through about a year of pain with that. Yeah. And couldn't sort it out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So then yeah, switching to these, uh, yeah, to a, yeah, a really cushioned shoe. I really like them for really high mileage because mm -hmm. you do hit that it's not at mile 10 when your feet just start aching yeah they don't do that i have no idea what you're talking about so <laughs> well if you ever run <laughs> 10 miles your feet will ache at the end of those 10 yeah, miles I, I can imagine well you've been running on ons yeah i've been wearing ons for like eight years yeah and the exact pretty much the exact same ones they're like very very minimal drop a little bit but not not substantial mm -hmm. but they're not a flat pretty hard I feel like it's a hard sole um, and I don't know they, they're pretty minimal mm -hmm. but they just feel great I thought they were gimmicky because they're the ones with all those little holes in the, in the sole mm -hmm. and I was at our fleet feet mm -hmm. in Seattle and I was looking for some new shoes I didn't want Nikes anymore and I saw those my, those look dumb they look <laughs> like a gimmick, or like something stupid, and the guy's like, "Oh no, they're really cool." And they only had one shoe, like one version, mm -hmm. before they got popular. And I put them on, and I was like, walking around the store, I'm like, "These feel great," and I haven't worn anything 
ever since. The stability, because I've I've tried on those shoes mm-hmm. several times. The stability of them I really like. Yeah. And you could do them, you can use them for more things too. Because I and assume you work out in them too. Yeah. So that's the thing is I don't like having multiple shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want a lifting shoe and then a running shoe and then a sprinting shoe. I just want to. I want to put a shoe on and do everything I need to do and be done. And so yeah. they were they work great for that. Yeah, it's stiff enough where I can yeah I can lift heavy weights on them if I have to, but and they don't feel washy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's soft enough to where I can go run on concrete and not. Yeah, I really like when I tried them on. I really liked them for that. And yeah. and again, felt like I can pivot in them too. I could do mm-hmm. anything in this one shoe. But um, yeah, but it was not for what I needed at the time. It was not enough cushion. Yeah. It was way too rigid uh, for what I needed. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, switch into this. And then, yeah, and then these ones, I haven't worn Asics. No, I had bought a pair of Asics a while back. But, like, you know, in high school, around they were, like, one of the top three. You had Same thing. You had Asics, yeah. Adidas, and Nike. Yep. And then New Balance was, like, not too many people wrote. I really liked my New Balances back then, too. Really? But not many people ran in those. I didn't run any so, New Balances in high school. Yeah, so those three were the, the big ones that mm-hmm. I remember being the most popular. And Nikes would not, they wouldn't last long enough. So, um, yeah, because back then, well, I mean, just you're going through so many shoes, running so much mileage that you're going, yeah, you're just blowing through shoes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so it, it would get way too expensive. And so Nikes, I found, would look great, and they would run they would run really, really well. They'd feel good and everything. And right around 800 miles, they would blow up on you. <laughs> so they they look normal one day. Yeah. 800 miles, the sole falls off. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And I was wearing my shoes back then because you had to try and save my money and stuff. Like I was wearing them until when a sole was falling off, that's when I get a new shoe. My, I think for at least two years of high school, my running shoes had duct tape on them. Yeah. I, I think that was more of a money issue at that point than it was anything else, yeah. or I, I don't remember. But yeah, just just duct taped up. Uh-huh. There there were some kids that in on the track team that I think had a little animosity towards me. <laughs> I was like I was beating everybody with duct tape on my shoe, like all cobbled together. Well, we can do all these things with, uh, you know, and, and it gets exciting to like get a shoe like oh this helps with this, this helps with that, and everything. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to have. All those different things that do that do that, and having like, yeah, your different thing for a different thing, and that is yeah. nice. On the other hand, <clears throat> how much difference does it really make, right? I felt more secure having my trail shoe, right, yeah. where I'm not slipping as much right. and everything. Right. It's not totally necessary. Yeah. It was necessary that one day I kicked a rock. That yeah. would have been nice. Or it was like back when we were snowboarding in high school. I always liked having a having a kind of a beat up board. Mm-hmm. Like outriding everyone with gear that was just shabby and like didn't look like much was all nicked up and everything. I think the technology of boards just wasn't that different back then, so it didn't really matter what you had. It was just a whole bunch of camber, right? Yeah. And so either it was stiff or not very stiff. Yeah. And that was it. And like now, now I don't think there was much not very stiff either. Well, it depends how hard you rode. You had right? pretty stiff, how, and then how, you had a lot stiffer. How broken in was your board? Yeah. If you wanted a loose board, yeah, you had to just, you had to ride it real hard for a few years. My option back in the day wasn't very stiff. Okay. It was okay. Like, compared to, like, an actually stiff board. Like, you had a Never Summer back then yeah. that was really stiff, and it wasn't stiff compared to that. But I always liked the idea back then of just having, not looking unassuming and yeah. being able to outride for sure. everybody, you know? Well, so that goes into, uh, and this is so silly. Okay, so today I yeah. ran a, uh, 
a 5K Halloween race. Right. Right. <laughs> so 90% of the people are in costume. Yeah. This is not a serious race yeah. or anything like that. But, um, and yeah, and Sister Nikki, she was in town and, and she just mentioned, she was like, I need to run 5K this weekend. I'm like, I think there is a 5K this yeah. weekend. Let's go run a 5K this yeah. weekend. So found a race. Man, it was frigid too. It was such a, I don't know, maybe not a great idea. It was fun. We how, how, how cold was it? Because you tried to get me to do it and I looked at the temperatures and the price and mostly the temperatures and said, not a chance. <laughs> I don't know how cold it is when we started, but driving there is 18 degrees. Oh, God. So, way too cold. So it was cold. It was really, you wouldn't be able to feel your hands or feet. Or oh, no. It would no, it had been totally numb until we got back home. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, but as we're pulling up, and, like, I love races because I like racing. And so, it's silly. Like, I'm yep. going to a costume party, yep. and, like, because I want to race people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that is what I'm doing. And, and I already know the outcome, you know, because yeah. here's what the outcome of these races are. You go to one of these races. There's, like, 300 people there. So, some, you know, so you got... Some people want to walk in costumes, some people want to yeah. run in costumes, and other people want to want to run, right? Right. So you have that, and here's what's going to happen is I'm going to show up, and there's going to be one guy that's, like, in high school or maybe early college or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's going to run the 5K in, like, 17 minutes, right? Yeah. Then there's going to be some, like, 12-year-old that's going to also just destroy me. Yeah. Right? And he's going to run it in, like, 19 minutes. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can hang out with him for a little while, right? Because yeah. 19 minutes is, like, I've done it recently. I can technically do that. How recently? Uh, two years. Okay. On a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened. It happened. Which means it can well, happen. But 19 what? Like 19? 19 flat. Okay. All right. 19 flat for 5K. Because I think back when... Because I think we were both trying... We were shooting for 18. Yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah. And I... I'm I, always shooting for 18. Of course. <laughs> I've been shooting for 18 for a very long time now. <laughs> I got down to... During that time... Yeah, you hit 19 flat. I hit 19... 20 or uh -huh. something like that. I don't think I ever broke. Maybe I, I have to look at my times. I don't recall breaking 19. I haven't been under 19 since yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely haven't been in the vicinity of 18 since yeah. high school. But that's always the goal. It's oh, right. Always of course. Like, you know, right. like I have three goals, right? So I have like my goal of uh, I want to run a, I want to run a sub 18 minute 5k. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, I want to run a half marathon at 645 pace. Right. And I want to run a full marathon under three hours. Okay. So those are three things I want to accomplish yeah. before I die. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in a hurry, but I want those to happen. The trouble is, as I get older, they're going to get harder. Yeah. But I want, I want to do those three things. Yeah, of course. So um, anyway, so that's, that's what I'm always kind of pushing for. So anyway, so these races always are like that. You know, you get those. And so when you pull up in the parking lot, you're just looking around at like, Okay, well, you know, you just look at how short people's shorts are. Like, okay, well, that's going to be a guy to try and beat, right? The shorter the shorts, the faster the guy. That is such an indication of, of how serious of a distance runner you are. Very Especially much so. considering temperature. Yeah. If you're, like, let's say under, under 45 degrees, you mm -hmm. know, so it's not freezing yet, it's not snow, but it's cold. Yeah. And you're still, you have someone with a slit all the way up to the waistband, yep. you're not touching them. Yeah. They're gone. And he, and he might be 60. And it doesn't it, matter. It's age. still going to destroy you. The higher the slit, the older you are, is what I've noticed. <laughs> so the the more uh, modern runners, they're not doing the, uh, the well. They, so the college students and high schoolers now are are going like leggings, short leggings. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. really really common yeah. now. Because yeah. I'm sure that makes a huge difference. Well, you know, air resistance, air right? Resistance. <laughs> 
the little bit of flap from that tiny little bit of, yeah. of fabric just slows you down. That being said, I got some higher slit shorts this year yeah. on a hot day. Oh, it's so much better. Oh, I can imagine. It cools you off way better. I can't get on board with the spandex thing. So, like uh, le leggings when you're cold? Yeah. Yes. But spandex but like, when it's hot? Just spandex and when you're working out, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Anyway. When it's cold, though, I really like it. Well, of course. Yeah. So that's so yeah. So that's, that's different. what I wore today. Is yeah, I wore, you know, some compression leggings mm -hmm. that were not warm because I know I'm gonna get warm. And yeah. so anyway, so I was frozen at the start, of course. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, so yeah. I and these kids. So I and these kids. One kid, full on, uh, just full on prefontaine outfit, like completely. It was amazing. I wanted to ask him where he got his clothes. Like it was a, so cool. Like a costume. We can call it that, okay, okay, but it's real running gear. So he, so he has. Well, first of all, he's ten. Okay, yeah. so it's a, a short kid, and okay. everything, and uh, and has blonde flowy hair. Yeah, and has a uh, and has an Oregon tank top. Okay, and green and like the bright yellow Oregon tank yeah. top. You know, and has says Oregon running. It's the real thing, and then is wearing the green Oregon shorts, and. Uh, yeah, That's so I'm amazing. like, well, that 10-year-old's going to win, you That's know? Amazing. Like, he's going to beat me. Oh, it's full on. Like, looked like a mini pre. And I love how many people would appreciate that that nod. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, even runners. I, I said go pre when I went by him. Even runners. How many runners would, would get that? I mean, if you're yeah. a serious runner, I feel like you're going to know who Prefontaine is, but... Like, the amount of people at that type of race who are just like, oh, it's a fun Halloween run. Who knew that, that kid is yeah. channeling Prefontaine? Well, to make this race even funnier, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going out to be competitive in a 5K. But there's also a 10K happening yeah. and, and a half marathon. Okay. Which means the real runners are doing those, of course. <laughs> so I'm competing against people that they're not there to be competitive. <laughs> you know? Like, that's not, you know. But The 10-year-old. The ten, yes, I'm gonna try and beat that darn ten year old, you know, and then, but I'm not gonna try and beat the college student that wanted to run five k right. that's what he runs, you know. No, right. He's gonna be way up there. Yeah. Not even gonna try. The ten year old, I'm gonna try and stay yeah. in contact at least, and see what I can do, <laughs> and really try not to get beat by the fifty year old guy uh, pushing his son in a uh, in a in a wheelchair. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but it was a okay. So like full race wheelchair race style. Wheelchair. Okay. okay. But the kid in it couldn't couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. It was that style. Yeah. And then this guy was ripped. I mean, he was in oh, great man. shape, and he's ten years older than me. Yeah. And yeah, man, leg muscles on this guy. Got a view of him for a while. He's, <laughs> did you? <laughs> he he's obviously does this. He a, does this a lot. He races with his kid. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyway, so we're like, and so as we're in the parking lot, Nikki and I are both like sizing people up, yeah. and Nikki is too, and you know, and Nikki's also like. Uh, she's not going to be near the front, mm -hmm. but she runs, um, yeah, you know, she runs right around right now. She's doing right around 10 minute pace, yeah. but same thing. She loves the comp the competition that we mm -hmm. like the same thing. She likes racing. Yeah. So she's just going to pick out a person like, yeah. okay, that person. Okay. Yeah. I'm try and beat that person by this point. Okay. I got that. <laughs> okay. Now let's see if I get that person, yeah. you know? So it's the same thing, you know? Yeah. And I love that, that it's like, it doesn't matter how fast you're going, mm -hmm. you know, we all get that same. If you yeah. want to be competitive, yeah. races give you that opportunity to go out and be competitive with somebody. Yeah. So, so we're both doing the exact same thing in yeah. the parking lot, getting nervous of like, who do I got to beat? You know? And I really want to be in the top three. Cause I always like being the top three, you know? And, uh, you know, and Nikki's picking out like, okay, I think that lady, she's quite a bit older than me. I think I got her, you yeah. know, and, uh, not recognizing that older lady though, 
had the sunglasses on. Oh. That you knew she's fast. You yeah. You know, if you're and going, I was like, if you okay. want sunglasses, you you know something's up. And then and like the racing specific sunglasses, mm-hmm. you know, like oh no, you, you missed that part. Yeah. No, she's gonna be she's gonna be up there. Yeah, if they're like general Ray Bans or uh, or funny sunglasses, doesn't matter. Right. But like specific ones that are tight to your head, like back in the day they would have been like those Oakley spider or whatever ones. Yeah, the you know the, the eye jackets. The eye jackets. Right? That's what it was, yeah. Or the or the ones that now the, the pit vipers now copy. The pit the old, but remember yes. the old ones? And then now the new they have those big huge ones mm-hmm. that they have that are kind of pit viper style. I don't remember what the you know, I don't know. Well everybody makes different ones. But uh, those big huge ones. Guy with those shows up, again he's gonna be near the front. Right, of course. And then um the uh, but anyway, but this lady was in her sixties and had like the sixty-year-old version of that. Oh, so man. they're smaller, framed just across the top, yeah. and then yeah. it has the glass underneath that's like yellow tinted. Yeah, and like no, these are her <laughs> running specific sunglasses. She's oh, gonna man. be quick, you yeah. know. <laughs> so anyway, so we're just like eyeing eyeing people's gear and stuff and doing the exact same thing. I'm yeah. like, who do we gotta beat where and kind of sandbagging ourselves at the same time? Of like, oh, I think. These 10 kids all have, like, a uniform on. I think they're all going to beat me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all up to my waist. Right. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah. So, we tried to warm up, but we were horrible. I'm so bad at warming up. Nikki's got a routine, though. I followed her routine a little bit. She was talking to me, going, taking me through it last night, and about how her, her mindset shift from doing, like, treating your your the first part of the run as a warm-up to... Block, like on training at least the blocking yeah. out like oh my run is my run might only take 30 minutes but my quote unquote run is an hour or yeah. 50 minutes or whatever because I do this and I do a cool down or whatever so. I will be a much better runner if I ever actually start doing that yeah they will help yeah <laughs> warming up's helpful yeah <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like I feel silly like I don't know I probably need I need a routine I need to do what Nikki did and so well I and you really Nikki do today. you really do because of the cold right because you don't want to just go. Yeah. That's how that's how old man injuries happen. That's how pop, you pop an Achilles or, you know, like, oh, that's scary. So that was our plan. Was okay. We're going to get there early enough to where we're going to do this warm-up. But then we got there early enough, and it was really cold. Out <laughs> so we drove around for a little while instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then we got out, and we did do a little bit of her routine, which had, like, a lot of mobility movement yep. and stuff. And then that was good, but it was also so cold that we probably also needed, like, probably need to really run. To get I our body temperature up, and we did just a little bit, and then we went to my warm up routine, which is bouncing a couple times before you, before they start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing doing some real good jumps just right off the calf muscle, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Just cold, just jumping. Yeah, cold, great. I just do like four or five of them, and then you know maybe, and then if they're delaying the race a little bit, I might do four or five more. You know? Well, I mean, if you do over ten, you're gonna get tired. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then I'm <laughs> okay. not gonna be able to race at all. And it's not even going to work. I was thinking through what I would do if I was at the race, and I would I would need to run for twenty minutes. Yeah, I would need to get out and jog for t- at least twenty minutes just to get my core temperature up before the race. So that probably would have helped. Yeah. So because so I so in this race I thought I kind of thought that I could because I was I was thinking like okay I ran a half marathon at this pace you mm-hmm. know so where I I ran a six thirty and then ran like low sevens for the first couple mm-hmm. miles and then I was like seven thirty ish or so and then like. And I had a 10K that also went pretty similar to where, like, yeah, you know, like, under sevens. And I've kind of been in that vicinity for a while. We were able to run right around there. So I thought, you know, if I really push this, 
Uh, and it's a super easy course. So mm -hmm. if I really push this, I think I can just run 630 pace, maybe a little bit under for the whole thing. Okay, yeah. That's totally reasonable and everything. So uh, anyway, so I took off. A lot of people that I thought were going to be faster than me were not. So I had to get around a bunch of people and get up there. And then I ran with a guy that's pushing, you know, that's pushing his kid on the, on, you know, <laughs> I ran with him for a little while. I passed him, but not quickly. And uh, so got my hit. And then I'm just in third place running by myself because then, you know, that... 10 or 12 year old that's in front of me yeah. he's already he's he's pulling away yeah the guy in front that's running in 17 minutes i haven't seen him in a while now yeah you know <laughs> he's just gone so anyway so i'm cruising along doing that and feeling really good just like stretched out really really good hit the one mile mark and i think either my gps is off or that one mile mark was not in the right spot mm. but my watch said i hit that at that one mile mark, look at my watch i was at six i was at six minutes flat wow later my gps said i ran the first mile at 6 30 so what's that so maybe it was in the wrong spot or something like okay. that. Because I don't think I was doing six flat pace. That's but fine. that's 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 quick from a cold star yeah. on and the pace you've been running. And I was lately. moving. And I was breathing harder than I wanted to be. Only a mile in. Right. But um, yeah. So so maybe I was there. I think I was more like six thirty though. Yeah. So I was there, and they're like, okay, well, I feel pretty good. I'm breathing real hard, but this is a short race, so it doesn't yeah. matter. I can breathe real hard this yeah. whole time, right? So, I'm, you know, heart rate's up and everything. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to stick with this. So tried to stick with it, and then, like, another quarter mile later, all of a sudden, like, my legs are just feeling yeah. just stiff. Yeah. And, like, that nice, fluid, long stride that I had, it was just had a nice launch off, off my toes and everything, and, like, just felt great. All of a sudden, like, I was like, oh, my stride's getting a lot shorter. <laughs> like cadence staying the same this is not the stride I had a few minutes ago yeah. you know and it just kept getting shorter and shorter and there's nothing in the course to make it hard like yeah. it had my um, yeah GPS said that it was had I did seven feet of elevation nice yeah that's my kind of run <laughs> right it's, it's perfect <laughs> there were some ups and downs you know when you like come off the sidewalk and go yeah. back on uh, some pretty good hills right there when you're tired <laughs> those are the worst do you notice when you're tired the slant of the of because sidewalks are always slanted towards the road, mm -hmm. barely. Yeah. And do you notice how much more tired your right leg gets than your left no. when you're real tired? I've never noticed that. It gets me real bad. Yeah. I don't think it's real. Elise has commented <laughs> on the back when we would run it together a bit. She would comment on that, that it that drive her nuts. When there's a certain path, um, if you go from Ballard to Golden Gardens in Seattle, where it, it does dip slightly, and it's noticeable. Mm -hmm. It's obviously there. It's a, it's a, it's a walking path, and it's slightly leans one way and she oh, drives her nuts can't handle it I, yeah. I, I don't even notice I can see it that it's there I don't notice at all but man when you're tired and you go down to cross a street and you have to pick up onto the sidewalks especially if you don't have the smooth up we those, actually have to get over a curb those, that's what I'm saying yeah the, yeah not the smooth up but you have to step onto the curb you kind of gotta jump a little bit oh that's rough when you're tired <laughs> I'll plan ahead like three steps ahead. Like you got, you can jump, you can do this. You get, but do don't don't just put your foot on there and lift up from there. You need to change elevation before you land. But, so I'm gonna jump yeah. a little bit. You know. <laughs> but also, is it going through your head of don't break stride? Oh yeah, because you have to do it, get up on there, and that's a feat in itself. But also, you cannot break your cadence. Right. Well, and you have to then do the jump to do that. That's that is like the other point. Exactly, exactly. the same thing. Because <laughs> if I set my foot and I step up. I lose cadence. Right. No. So I have to change elevation before I hit the curb and land at that elevation, which means I need to I need a burst of energy from that darn calf muscle that's yeah. beat right now. Oh man. 
And yeah, that is hilarious. That's... <laughs> so many things like that, because you're just sitting by yourself for so long yeah. that you think that like, oh, this is probably just me, right? Yeah, because right. it's just me out here all by myself. Yeah. You're, like everyone else deals with these same things. Yes, always. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so got out. And this is an out and back 5K, which makes it even easier, right? So it's just, but you, you hate out and backs. I do hate them, yeah. but also it's just a mile and a half twice. That's true. Which is, you know, super easy. Yeah. Have you seen those things going around online right now with, they call it girl math with running, but I don't know, I think all runners do this, yeah. where we start calculating things as we're going. Mm-hmm. So uh, a 5K out and back is way easier because I just got to run a mile and a half twice. So I can run a mile and a half real fast. One yeah. mile is only five minutes, right? A mile and yeah. a half is a minute more than that. So I'm just going to run back and forth for a couple minutes. It's, it's the logic that you and I use forever <laughs> right absolutely yeah so, yeah obviously it's not even yeah now that's out and back it's only half right yeah and then like oh i'll just get that done now let's do it again it's you a know? mile i just did it it's a mile warm-up it's a half mile to the turnaround yeah it's a half mile to get your pace back up so you have to run a mile yeah you just, it's just a mile run. Yeah. and then what a mile's five minutes right <laughs> five minutes miles that's are it. always five minutes that's it it's yeah. nothing <laughs> <laughs> so Anyway, so of course that's that is the math I have done in my head. So I get out, so I get I get to the one mile mark. I'm like, oh, the turnaround's like right around the corner, yeah. which actually half miles not far, mm-hmm. so it is actually right around the corner. Yeah. So get around that and come back, and then and I missed the two mile mark. I just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. So let's go along. Like, well, I must have passed it now. I think I'm basically back. Then the darn guy pushing the stroller passes me. Oh no! I'm like, oh shoot. Okay, well. I don't know what I can do now. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, do you got any more energy? Can you get this up? Like, so I try, I, I got my, I lengthened my stride, got it up there. Like, at least yeah. stick with the guy, you know? Yeah. So I did stick with him, you know, but that was with like a quarter mile left or whatever. Yeah. And then it's all done. Yeah. So. Oh my god. Anyway, he was in a different category. Okay. So I still got third. Okay. Because of that. So third overall? Yeah, third overall. Yeah. Did Mini Pre beat you? Yeah. No, Mini Pre did not be me. Oh, wow. He should have, though. Really? He's not far. Well, just because you're dressed like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. If he passed me, I would not assume that I could catch him. Yeah. Like, if that happened, like, yeah. well, clearly he's faster than yes. me. Yes. You know? Obviously. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. Look, look at that get up. <laughs> I must be pushing too hard if I'm around this guy that just passed me. So. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I was seriously jealous of his clothes, though. I need that. I need That's that awesome. setup. Yeah. That's so fun. I'll need to get a lot faster before I can wear it. Yeah. But that'll be like, that's more than slit all the way up. Like that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to be quick to wear that gear. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's, it's like wearing, you know, certain things snow, like, like a pink hat snowboarding. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be riding a certain level. When you wear your pink hat, you know you have to go upside down. I, I, at least once. Yep. <laughs> it might be in a tumble form, but... <laughs> Count it. Go upside down at least one time. You know, when you tumble through that tree... Oh, my gosh. Uh, you almost landed it. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, and then I land on my head. It was kind of a, a cork. Fu- no, you didn't almost land it. No, I land on my head. Yeah. Never mind. That if I had bad. a slightly more air, I You could have gone around. I would have almost landed it. <laughs> you were actually buried, weren't you? I, it'd be, I thought I could split. What's funny about that one is I thought I could split the trees. I thought I could jump. I was going off the, um, the cat track through the trees, and there's like this little hole. I thought I could jump between the tree, and it was going to be great. And right when I went off my board, I think I jumped, I think I jumped off my toes and not flat. And so I jumped off my toes, so my board kicked back slightly and caught the tree. 
The well, the other piece that I watched happen, and I've watched that in slow motion yeah. countless times because yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I repost it every time it comes up in my memories. Oh, of course, because it's just my favorite. But uh, no, sometimes little branches are really grabby. They really are. And yeah. so branches that sometimes you blast right through branches mm-hmm. and it's nothing. Yeah. Other times they can grab your snowboard yeah. and flip you. And that's what I think I saw happen was you went through the slot was there. It was mm-hmm. real. Yeah. These little branches were little branches. And I think they were more grabby. Yeah. And, they, and so you think they just kind of pushed my board to one side. I think so. Yeah. Because I tried it twice. Yep. And the same thing happened. It didn't go better. It was, it was <laughs> almost the exact same fall two times tumble land on my head because the next time like let's just get the gap better you got it right yeah it's it was so clearly there yes it was absolutely there so frustrating yeah Yeah, i really wanted that same one and after you doing that i was glad i didn't do that yeah that's probably yeah i'll just i'll tail tap one because if the snow was any less deep it would it would have hurt yeah (laughs) it didn't hurt but it should have well not a bad day well you never know when it's going to too right yeah because after you did it, then I noticed, like, oh, the snow is really nice. I'm like, well, I don't want to land in the hole you just made. <laughs> exactly. Because that'll hurt. Because now it's not soft there anymore. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, my, oh, man. So how did how did Nikki do on the run? She did great. She's yeah. been, her running's been off and Well, she had a lot of injuries to deal with and a yeah. lot of stuff going on over the last year. Because she was getting, uh, she was real consistent for mm-hmm. a long time. And then she's had a lot of difficult things uh, to deal with. Um, yeah, over the last year or so. So as she's been dealing with that stuff, so this was just, it was just nice for her to just get back, run mm-hmm. with people, because it's been so long since she's gotten to do that. Yeah. So, you know, she felt real good with it. She knew she'd be right around 30 minutes. She was right around 30 minutes. Yeah. Exactly what she wanted. And yeah, and her, yeah, she was dressed right and everything. It's like, good. Everything hit just right for yeah. her. And it was a beautiful race. It was right along Lake Coeur d'Alene. Oh, and it, it was a nice day. It was so Luckily, sunny. Luckily, the sun was out. It might have been snowing on us. That would have been rough. I heard, I heard that there was a chance of that. I would have uh, worn more clothes probably. Yeah. But, uh, oh, so cold. Yeah, because it was, yeah, it was real cold. But it was beautiful. Yeah. So this race was so short, mm-hmm. I forgot to start my music. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I got it all set up. I carried my phone, so I... I I use my GPS, my watch mm-hmm. for uh, to get my distances because my phone's GPS has just been screwed up so much lately. I use my watch now instead for that, and then I use and then the music through my watch is really inconsistent, so I don't do that. So then mm-hmm. I carry my phone just for music. Yeah. So here I carried my phone the whole time, you know, in a, in a pouch of course, but oh, yeah, still right. it's just extra weight and you know, and I'd rather not have it. And wore my headphones. Yeah. And never hit play. <laughs> and I was and I was thinking like, man, I was about. On the way back, and I had I had just passed the turn. I'm like, why is this really hard? Like it's just <laughs> like I came out here. We're just like, I'm just gonna go run three miles. Yeah. And here I ran it. I literally ran it at my at the same pace that I ran my half marathon in. Right. And I mean maybe ten seconds faster. Yeah. But like barely faster than a half marathon. I and on an easier course. Mm-hmm. And I ran it uh, at the same pace that I run ten k's in. Yeah. Like every time. And so this is. Way shorter, super easy course. Why am I going the exact same pace? And why is it hard? Yeah. I should not be breathing this hard right now. <laughs> and I'm breathing really hard. And then like, and even at the end, like, I, I don't have faster speeds than this. There's not another gear here right yeah. now. I just don't have it. Yeah. And yeah, just completely silly. Like, why is that, why did that not exist right there? That's so funny. No, it was just, yeah. And it, where I expected, like, I should be able to drop a lot of time on this. Yeah. Compared to that. No, I just ran what I run. This is what I run. You need a different watch. 
You need to watch the does stuff. I need a proper watch. <laughs> yeah, because I do not have a running watch, which means that my GPS is all... Actually, I think out and backs usually really freak it out. Yeah. Where it thinks maybe I ran a lot further, or maybe I didn't, maybe I ran somewhere else. It has yeah. no idea. Like, And this one, it didn't. My, I was I compared my distance that it showed to Nikki's, mm-hmm. because she has a proper running watch. Right. And, uh, and we were dead on, so... I'm always doing. I'm always doing the math. Even though my GPS is usually pretty good, I'm always doing the math of, of where I'm at during my run. Even though I run like the same, the same loop all the time. Yeah. Because I start at just slightly different parts. Mm. Like I might start a hundred or two hundred meters earlier, or or I might start across the street this time, or I might want a better time, so I'll jog up to the crosswalk and then start once I cross the crosswalk. And so it's always a matter of. I know roughly where the half mile is. I turn around, right? My turnaround is always the same spot when I'm coming back. And when can I look at my watch to see how far I have left? Okay. Like, so I'm looking at landmarks like, okay, maybe at that street sign I can look. But then if I, if it's too early, if I'm like, okay, I if do I have half a mile left, three quarters of a mile left, whatever it is. And I look at the sign and it's, more than what I thought, it's so discouraging. Okay. Because then my, I have to go even further. My energy consumption is so low. I'm like, oh my God. Like so many times I've hit the sign, I'm like, oh, I got half a mile left. That's usually where half a mile is. But because I started a different spot, I hit it and like, oh, I'm only at two, like 240. That's you know, funny. I'm not at 250 yet. I'm like, <laughs> oh shoot, I got to run so far now. <laughs> it's 0.1 of a mile <laughs> difference. In- it makes a huge difference though. I can stop here or I have to stop there. I mean, it's a difference of like a block. Yeah. I mean, that's right about a block. Yeah. So. And, it's, and when you're done, when you're like at the end of a race or end of a run, you're just spent. What, what are you going to, what are you going to get? What would you, what would you prefer to get to run with? Oh, I think, I mean, everyone just says I need to get a Garmin. Yeah. Right. Of course. Like, that's just what. It's the best. Everyone uses it. It is the best. It actually has a button to start and stop, and I'm like, pull up the app. (laughs) (laughs) Like, on the side, you go, hits. Yeah. (laughs) And on mine, I actually have, like, especially if someone sends me a text while running, then it, oh, then, it, yeah. then it takes the app off off of the main yeah. screen. It just pushed. So then I have to like again. go and like find the app, hit, start the you know open the app again, and then hit my stop button. And, oh. uh, but luckily, what what I have started to do just because uh, you can you can crop your runs on Strava. Right. So I just don't stop it at the finish line anymore. Yeah. I get through the finish line, warm down, go back in, walk for a little bit, then I pull it up and mm-hmm. stop it. But it isn't then helping me during the run very much because, again, mm-hmm. if I get a text, yeah, I'm not going to then sit, especially on a 5 class today, I looked at my watch, I'm like, oh, shoot, it left the screen. Yeah. Now I don't know how fast you, I'm going. Ar- you need your arms a lot on a shorter yeah. race. And I've got, I have a half mile left. Right. Okay, I'm not going to stop. I'm not stop. I don't have to stop, but I can be running, but I'm not going to then change my pace up while yeah. I'm trying to find the app, open the app. Right. I'm not going to do all that. No. So, like, no, this is... The, I'm already going as fast as I can anyway. Yeah. I don't need any more information. Exactly. I don't need to look at this and be like... Oh, not as fast as I was hoping to go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I can't do anything about it. <laughs> so. What do you, do you actually hear your music when you run? Oh, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, when I'm really running hard and I'm listening to music and I'm like pushing my pace, I don't hear it. Okay. I mean, I, it's there, but I notice I'm just hearing my breath uh-huh. and that's it. Well, it's a bummer because I want to hear it. That's why I played yeah. it. And then I got specifically like want to hear this record or this these couple songs and I'm going and I'm like, oh right, that song's playing. Like I'll like 
get back into it every now and then. Yeah. So if I'm running hard, I, I just don't listen to music. What style of music doesn't. do you listen to in running? It's it's mood dependent. Uh -huh. It's like what am I in the mood for that time? And what's the run? If you're okay, how about um, a heart? Like you're going for a PR. Yeah. What kind of music then? If I'm going for a PR, I'm not going to listen to music. Oh really? No, because I'm not going to hear it. It's it's just going to be pulling me in and out. I'm going to hear yeah. my breath more than anything else. Interesting. If I'm if I'm running hard, it's all breath. It's just listening to my footsteps, yeah. listening to my breath, and that's it. But I like, understand that for other things. Like yeah. when I used to wrestle, I wouldn't I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Right. I don't get that running. Okay. When I'm doing like something else, if I'm doing like the stairs at the gym or I'm doing like the row machine. Like right now we have a, <clears throat> a, a challenge at the gym that's like a couple different exercises, but one of them is a 500 meter row. How fast can you go? 500 meters. And I wasn't going to do it this year because I've done it and it destroys me and I don't care yeah. to do that again. But a couple of clients put up some numbers and I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's let's give them something to push for. Because uh -huh. no, I, I know no one in the gym is going to beat their time. Mm -hmm. So let's, give them a, a challenge you know and for that i put on music it's you know you're going a minute a minute and a half mm -hmm. that's it but i put on music just to tune out the gym mm -hmm. just to like noise cancel get rid of the gym i'm not going to hear the music i'm listening to but just to get it out there so for for runs it depends like sometimes i listen to like just old like circus survive Okay. Or records, not even old ones, but like a band like that, or I'll listen to, um, it's whatever's downloaded on my watch. So I download stuff on my watch, right? and I haven't changed it in probably three years, mm -hmm. so it's whatever's there. And it's not that many records. Yeah. Like, some of them are my records that I've recorded um, with other bands, and some of them are, um, I think I have some hip-hop on there. Um, but it's just, there's no playlist, it's just whatever album I want to hear, mm -hmm. and I just go through that. Okay. But you have a sp specific, like, race mix. I ha Well, right? my race mix is the same, currently, is the same as my snowboard mix, too. Oh, interesting. And so my snowboard mix used to be, was like, uh, well, now it's considered old school hip-hop. Yeah, right. It's not actual old school hip-hop. Yeah. You know, it's from you yeah. know, early 2000s. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like yesterday. It's still 20 years stuff ago. that came out yesterday, you right? know? Yeah, right. So that's Brand new. But that was my playlist for on there. And I remade my playlist from my old, uh, uh, oh, what were those? Remember the teeny iPod? The iPod Shuffle. Oh, yeah. I had an iPod Shuffle. Yep. It had that mix, and I remade that same mix yeah. to listen to. So I've been listening to the same music for 23 years, yeah. snowboarding. Yeah. And, uh, but, so I was, so that's what I was using for a little bit running. And then, uh, but then I do also like to, if it's going to be like a longer, slower run mm -hmm. or anything like that, where I'm not really pushing, then I really like listening to um, the more poppy 90s grunge. Mm. So not really grunge, but you know, right, they right. kind of call it that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so that stuff, just the stuff that was like popular when I was in high school. Yeah. It's nostalgic for me. I'm on a run listening to music that I listened to yeah. when I used to run a bunch, you know. So I enjoy it. It's not even bands that I really liked. Yeah. But I like that mix while running just because it's nostalgic and it's just, you know, it gets my brain just to like relax and just, you know, enjoy myself. Didn't you talk about though that you have a, a playlist that's supposed to like for specific like dopamine hits or something? I do. So yes. So then, so I have those different things. And again, I do the silent thing a lot. I do right. the podcasting a lot. Mm -hmm. And so those are all those things there. But when I want to boost it up, what I was doing for a little bit was very aggressive 
progressive music. You know, it might be okay. like some Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. stuff or some, uh, yeah, or have you heard NF at all? So, yes. Yeah. Like he's a rapper, right? Yeah, rapper. Yes. But, yeah, 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 but yeah. very, very intense, aggressive mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. The trouble with that stuff, I had to stop doing that. Yeah. Because when you fail and in your head is someone telling you to like go harder or whatever, yeah. basically, and then you're like, well, I guess I'm just a loser all the rest. You know? But you're at like mile four on those, like, I'm on a six mile run. I took off maybe too fast or whatever. I'm on mile four on this hill or whatever, and now I'm walking. Yeah. Like, I'm just done. I can't yeah. do this anymore. I hate this. What am I even doing here? I'm going to walk home. Do I need to call someone to pick me up now? Like, yeah. there's those, I've had those runs over the last couple of years sometimes. Yeah. And then, and in your headphones is someone yelling at you. Right. You know, and like, when you're doing awesome, that awesome music is great. Yeah. As soon as you're doing awesome and then awesome goes away yeah. and then it's still yelling at you, now you're just being berated. Yeah. So I had to stop that. So now, yeah, so now I have like, it's newer um, happy rap music. So, okay. Like, uh, have you heard Connor Price at all? No, I haven't. So I heard his stuff. I'll show it to you later. But I heard his stuff. He got famous like TikTok stuff. Yeah. And um, anyway, but his stuff is just it's upbeat. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's good rap. You know, and it's yeah. got a great beat to to run to. Okay. Most of his stuff is. Yeah. And then I basically just like started searching for other artists that are similar to him. Yeah. And so found other things like that and made a whole playlist that's just upbeat, happy rap, really yeah. good rhythms. Yeah. makes me really happy to listen to. Yeah. You just fall into that and you're just having a good time. Yeah. You know? And so it does that. Instead of having that aggressive dopamine hit, mm-hmm. it's a happy dopamine hit. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not, I'm going to go out there because I'm going to be awesome even though I'm a piece of crap, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I'm going to show the world that maybe I'm not a piece of crap, you know? <laughs> Which is very 90s hip-hop, I feel like. Right, yeah. So you have 90s like, and early 2000s hip-hop. You're like, hip-hop was I'm like, awesome, but maybe I'm not awesome. No one thinks yeah. I'm awesome. I'm going to show them I'm awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, that does not fit with anything going on in yeah. me anymore. Like, I have trouble listening to that stuff. Like, I don't feel any of that, you yeah. know? I'm just kind of out here trying to have a good time. Yeah. And, like, so when I'm being aggressive, mm-hmm. yeah, it's more like, I'm having a lot of fun, right. you know? And I'm yeah. like, and this is a great beat. No, I feel smooth, you know, and all yeah. that. And so, so I did make a playlist. I made one. I found enough songs that are all similar yeah. to last an hour and a half. So it works for my whole half marathon time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what I do. And today would have been really good yeah. to have, like, some happiness go through my head. <laughs> instead of, like, why does it hurt so bad? What's happening to me? <laughs> like, this shouldn't hurt this bad. I'm not going that fast. Yeah. And I'm not going very far at all. Yeah. <laughs> why am I in so much pain? Oh, man, that cold weather, though. I think, you know, you. I'm not acclimated yet. Well, no, because it just got cold. Yeah. Like, suddenly. It snapped. It was, like, 40, mid-40s last week, right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. It, we're hitting highs in the... Yeah. Our highs are getting a little above reason, and our lows are getting in the teens. Yeah. And and then I was paddleboarding in 80-degree weather last weekend. Oh, it got that hot last weekend? Was it last week or the one before that? Might have been two weekends ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, two weekends ago. Two weekends ago, I was paddleboarding in degree weather. Yeah, I think your hot day over here yeah. hit like two days after ours did. Yeah. Because the, when you posted that and you're like, oh, I'm on the paddleboard, like last last sunny day or last warm day, yeah. I'm like, it's like 55 here. Like, right. What, what is going on on the other side of the yeah. state? No, I'm swimming in the <laughs> river. Like it was great. It was oh like, it was summer. And then it was like, nope, done. That's you wild. Know? So. So are you listening to lyrics? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. So it's just, it's just, it's just beats and rhythms, and that's what you're hearing. But you're not hearing any, any actual like, lyric 
content when you're running? No, no, and I really, in the, well, in some of the more aggressive stuff, we'll do that. Those lyrics mm. will get in my head. They'll come through. Yeah, and so then, yeah, so then it's nice to have something where it's like, nah, not even a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's just, it's just the beat, the music, the rhythm of the person rapping, their yeah. voice, you know, all of that stuff is just the feel of the whole thing. Right. I don't care what they're talking about. Right. I'm not even, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's how I am with music always. I never know what, what lyrics are happening or what anybody's saying right it's just the rhythm and feel but see when i'm when i'm running when i have a hard run or a long run i often want music that will be a little more down mm. and not i've never gone to the um like if it's a higher tempo song or it's a more aggressive song that doesn't i've never noticed that motivate me like subconsciously or consciously mm-hmm. i always want something that's a little bit more more toned down sure on a run so I tried doing something similar to that. In the, I always have trouble in the fall because yeah. I just I get sad in the fall. <laughs> it's really hard. Well, a lot, most people get sad during the winter. You get sad yeah. during the in fall. In the fall, it's, it's rough for me. Well, the days yeah. get shorter. So then it's yeah. like I have less to look forward to, you know? Right. <laughs> and yeah. it's just – and you're kind of watching everything around you die, you know? <laughs> and I'm not acclimated to the cold yet. And once I get acclimated to the cold, I love the cold I'm yeah. acclimated. When I'm not, it's like yeah. – again, I was paddleboarding two weeks ago. Yeah. Now I'm frozen, you know? <laughs> Like, that just happened there. And now there's less fun things to do because it hasn't snowed yet. So yeah. now, you know, now yeah. I, running's not fun. I mean, nothing's fun. Running's not fun. In the cold. When it's cold and it hasn't snowed yet, nothing's yeah. fun. So anyway, so I struggle with that anyway. But then I've gone through periods of my life where I think, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm going to lean into this. Yeah. Because it's going to be this like, how do I even say it? I don't even know how to say this. Maybe it's like, maybe I just need to like really be a part of the fall. Right. Right? So it has yeah. this whole thing to it. So I'm going to embrace this thing and I'm just going to really be a part of this. Yeah. Right? And I've done it a couple different ways and they've always gone bad. And, um, <laughs> they've always gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them, yeah, one year I, I did, I turned off all music for like a month and a half. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just going to really be in a part of everything's happening. I got really, really sad and it wasn't very good. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then a couple years ago, <clears throat> I thought, you know, we got these, it's pretty fall colors, even though I don't really like it very much, but still pretty fall colors. Yeah. And all of that. And like, but you know what really fits this mood? It's really good classical music. It can really fit this sure. mood. So I yeah. put on some good classical while I'd run, and then all of a sudden, running did not anymore help my life or my brain <laughs> or anything. And we're like, I'm feeling a little down. I think I'll go for a run and put on some yeah. like soothing classical yeah. music. I go for a run, I come back. I'm like, I think I'm a little sadder now. Yeah. <laughs> this is worse, actually. That's funny. Yeah. It's- like no no I need then no that doesn't work it'd be better to have no music than that yeah and there is this time of year where like in the summer I can go through those you know staggering out with wind dopamine hit, hits and everything mm-hmm. not this time of year no no I need music I need stuff I need yeah. to, I need to boost that yeah constantly. you need you need something to stimulate you during the run yep I need Always. that and then ideally I have a trip to go somewhere warm which I do have this year yeah so that's I'm good I had to St. George in two weeks yeah. So I get down some 80 degree weather and yeah. out in the desert and I, you know, the sun will be up for longer. I'll do right. that for a week. <laughs> I'm going to do that and I come right back into snowboarding. Yeah. So that'll be good to just like. It's like you're prepped for snowboarding. Yeah. Get out, get out of the fall and the leaves and the cold for. And if you, if you can do it for a week, yeah. it feels like you got to skip it. Yeah. And so when, uh, yeah, we first discovered that Christy and I went to uh, Hawaii six years ago mm-hmm. in October. Yeah. And it was great. It was summer. Got yeah. a little cold, went to Hawaii. It yeah. was great. Came back, had all my meetings, getting ready to snowboard instruct and all yeah. that stuff. So you're just excited about snowboarding, and now I'm snowboarding. Yeah. And like, fall didn't even happen <laughs> that year. 
you know, I only left for a week, but it felt like fall literally didn't happen. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so that's what we, we try to somehow figure out how to pull something like that off every right. year if we can. Yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. So the winter, winter, fall and winter in Seattle just kind of suck because they just get cold and there's no snow. Yeah, the trouble with living in Seattle is it's always fall. Pretty much. Like, except for that really pretty day in the summer. The summer, yeah, it, <laughs> dude, it's been changing, though. The yeah. summers in Seattle are getting hot. You have had some heat. They're getting hot and they're getting longer. Yeah. Really surprisingly. Um, which makes them a lot more fun. They're getting, and, like, we'll get... It's kind of similar to you guys. We were hot up in the 80s two weeks ago. Right. You know, for a second. Um, yeah. Which is October now. And when it is sunny and nice over there, it is one of the best places on Earth. It's great. Like, yeah. it is so beautiful. I, nice I like the climate over there a lot, except for the snow. Mm-hmm. There's no snow. Yeah. We'll get we'll get a little bit, and that's it. It's just boring. Yeah. It's boring. It gets gloomy. Wintertime. Well, and there's no sun either. I yeah. mean, that, that sucks, too. Is like, we don't... Over here, you at least get the cold and it's sunny and you get the snow and it's sunny and things happen and the sun comes out over yeah. there things happen and the sun doesn't come out <laughs> the other part too though is the sun does not actually come out very often here but if you spend the winter going to the mountain all the time yeah the sun's out on the mountain it's true we get socked in down in town yeah and you got to get above that yeah. and as soon as you do i mean there's so many days where it's like 25 30 degrees something like that in yeah. town and you're socked in fog yeah i go up to the mountain and the sun's just beating on you. Yeah. And you get that relief from that, yeah. you know, and even, like, get a little goggle tan oh, in January. And that's so helpful to have yeah. that. The first sunny day, like, coming out, warm sunny day in the spring in Seattle is, is such a release. You're like, oh, right. Yeah. This is a good thing. <laughs> I think it I feels so this. good to us because you go through the times that you don't have it. Yeah. Like, the harsh seasons on both ends mm-hmm. make it so then you appreciate everything, except yeah. for fall, because it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with that. You can't yeah. skateboard, you can't snowboard, running is terrible. There are people over here that love fall. I don't understand. There are people that do. I enjoy a week of fall. Oh, that, oh, that pretty fall day? Or a weekend. Last weekend in Seattle, uh-huh. it was a perfect fall day. It was about 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. It was cold without being like a chill. Yeah. It was sunny. The leaves were falling. We walked around Ballard and got some tea and mm-hmm. it was great. And I'm done with it now. Yeah. Now let's move on. Now let's snow. I saw the pretty leaves. <laughs> yeah. Now let's stop it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I agree completely. I do like, I have, I like one fall day. Yeah. One and that's really it. That's day. all you need. So you should probably travel. To yeah. Like, I could just go somewhere to see those leaves and then leave. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> it's not that good. It's not that good. <laughs> do you have any <clears throat> races coming up? I don't think. Do you have any plans for anything like spring or no, I'll probably do the half marathon in April. Yeah. Uh, just like I did this year because it was just fun. Be yeah. Fun to do it. But it's kind of like this where it's, it's a really cold start. Yeah. And, um, but it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it last year. So it's the split half marathon. Mm-hmm. And so. What, is, what do you mean split half marathon? Well, so Negative Split is the company that runs most of our races. Oh, okay. And so they have the whole timing set up. And so whether or not it's their race, uh, companies usually will, people, races will hire them to basically handle all the infrastructure. Okay. So they have a really nice timing system. It's really accurate. In the, and then even to where you know your chip time immediately. Wow. So, so I go through. So today I got through the race. Yeah. Shut off my watch. I'm like, oh, let's see how I actually did. Mm-hmm. Pulled up. And so I went to their website, found my name. Yeah. And it said my time. It's right there. Wow. Yeah. And, it should, and it had my average per mile. Sometimes there's even speed traps throughout it. So it'll mm-hmm. tell you like 
you did this section this speed, this section. Oh, okay. Most of them are not, but some of them can even do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the way they run races, which is actually our cousin owns that. So who? So uh, Ryan. So Kyle's. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's step. Yeah Ryan. Yeah. Oh, there? I should know. I'm drawing a blank right now. Bernie. Height. Height. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so Ryan, and he does an awesome job with cool. this stuff. And so, and I know I, it looks like they do a lot of races around the area, too. Like over in Portland, too, they do quite a few yeah. as well. But, yeah, the organization of any races that, that he's a part of are so good. That's cool. And so, they often cost a little extra, Yeah. And but you get what you pay for. Yeah, like it's, it's that's really, awesome. Yeah, so that stuff, even like the organization of how to start, the finish, where you're supposed to be and win, all the trail markings and stuff are yeah. all really, really good. Yeah. I've never gotten lost on one of his races. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, no, it's excellent. And then they always have, like, fun medals and stuff yeah. and all that. And, so. <laughs> and the other thing, the, the main thing I look forward to in these races, so not only just racing people is fun. Right. But the other thing is if you win your age group, uh, you get a pint glass. Oh, really? And so, and, I, and race shirts are hit and miss. Like, so, there are a few race shirts I'll wear. But for the most part, I don't wear race shirts afterwards. Because yeah. they just, they usually don't fit right. right. It's just kind of not. Or the graphics is something like, ah, this looks weird. I don't want to wear this. Yeah. Um, so race shirts are hit and miss if I ever wear them again. Mm-hmm. Um, medals, surprisingly, I actually really like getting a medal. Do you? It's so fun. I shouldn't. Like, yeah. the idea of when I heard about them first before I got back into racing was like, so everyone gets one, so who cares, right? Yeah. And then, but they they make a lot of them really artistic. Really? And really cool. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is actually really, that's, that's a cool thing to collect. Yeah. So I actually really enjoy it. And then they have, and then if you make the top three, you get a different medal too. So so they do have then another, you know, Mm -hmm. first, second, third finisher too. Okay. So you get all of that. And if you win your age group, you get a pint glass. Yeah. Um, Sometimes with like a graphic of the race on it. And so I've been collecting pint glasses. And so when I do these, like some of the added pressure for me is like, I have to perform well because I want that darn glass. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll see a guy that looks around my age past me like, ah, crap. No, I got to beat this guy. I want the pint glass. It's motivating then. That's it totally good. is. Yeah, it totally works for me. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you said, what was your time? Oh, 21 and change. What That's not too bad. It's just, man, I thought I could be under 20. Yeah. I, I, I really cool. thought. You, you underestimated the temperature effect. I'm still underestimating the temperature effect. Yeah, just yeah. like walking to the car and stuff. Yeah, still, yeah. Or, or even just looking back on the race. Yeah. Like, no, I know I just, you know, I just kind of sucked at that. Yeah. It wasn't, no, it wasn't the cold. You didn't warm up. It was me. That was the problem. Well, I mean. I don't need to warm up. I never warm up. <laughs> I don't need to warm up. <laughs> you, you didn't warm up, and it was the coldest it's, it's been, and the coldest run you've done in a long time. Yeah. You'd pro- I mean. A yeah. warm up, I, real seriously, I probably could have knocked a minute off. Of course you could have. With a warm because that 6.30 pace that I started at, I think I could have held. Yeah. And and instead I you know 6:30 and then I was and then I was just sub 7 for the rest of it. But there is also the how the cold affects the lungs the first time. It hurt when yeah. you're not when you're not accumulated. Like that was yeah. one of my worries about do I mean I'd already written it off mostly but like I, when I was thinking about doing it I'm like yeah but my lungs are not ready for that cold weather. I'd only had one cold day run before this. Yeah. I mean and, any. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to where it's so cold that where you like you feel that real burn. Right. And it yeah. was that where man it feels like you have that cold, like, I don't know. I was tasting blood today. I don't think that was real. You know what I mean? It might, it might have been. Because like when I was spitting, I didn't see any red or anything. Well, but, but it doesn't matter. Your, your, your lungs can, can produce, like, they, they might, like, swell. Because they're, they're pumping so hard, uh-huh. they, they, they don't, I don't know how to phrase this right. Um, they don't fill up with blood, but they, 
they it can excrete like okay. blood to a small extent. Yeah, like, so, so you might you might taste that. copper okay. because of this. So yeah, so it's not uncommon. Yeah, because I'm doing that, I'm like, ah, I do feel I feel like I'm shredding my lungs. Yeah. And I'm tasting blood, so I'm literally shredding my lungs. So yeah. all right, well. They're, they're working harder than they typically work. Yeah. It's not uncommon yeah. for people who never ever run and have really poor lung capacity. When they try to run, they will taste blood and sometimes spit blood. Okay. And it's not like for the most part, it's not a problem. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just their lungs are so out of shape that that's what happens when they're working. And you hard. always feel that same thing. It's when the cold hits. It doesn't matter what shape you're in. No. Now yeah. I got to get in shape for the cold. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's I definitely experienced a lot of that today. But yeah, I think yeah, with the proper warm up, probably would have been there. Man, I didn't want to though. <laughs> no part of me wanted to do that. And I should have just like gotten away from the whole group of people because it was a lot. It was a three hundred person. That's a lot. Three hundred people ran just the five k. Oh wow! Yeah, it was That's a ton a lot. of people and a lot of costumes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're, not, you're not in wings and hats and capes and... because it's an out and back. Yeah. Actually, it did get a little dicey at times. Really? Yeah, because you had to run by all the people still running out. Yeah, right. And so you are like getting around people, and then you know, and it's like plenty people in costumes with strollers and all this stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. They're doing the fun run version of this, right? And I'm like trying to get around it through. Yeah. Things and stuff, and it wasn't. It's not like it didn't actually slow me down, but I just have yeah. to and like pick my path. You know? Right, so, right. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, it was. But it was a lot of fun. And running on the river with like the steam coming off the river, mm-hmm. the sun was on it. I, like, mean, I bet oh, it was so pretty. It was really, really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And if I had my darn music going, I could probably get out of my head a little more and enjoy it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What What's your what is your training plan or, or workouts look like coming for snowboarding? Now that, now that like, the racing and the running is, like, I mean, obviously, you're not done you running, but, yeah. you know, there's no intention. I think, right now, I think what I want to do is uh, probably keep my running at, like, two days a week. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then really focus on a lot more lifting Yeah. right now. So it's always important to me right now to, like, try and beef up a little bit mm-hmm. so I can take a hit a little bit better. Yeah. So I haven't found that actually be useful in my life in real, like really when I'm mm-hmm. trying to just get tough enough to be able to take a hit. Yeah. Cause then I take a hit and I break, you know, <laughs> like it didn't matter that like, Oh, I got bigger muscles than last time I took this same hit and yeah. I broke just the same way. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, but, but in your head it does. In my head it does. And I do think that added, you know, explosive strength, uh, helps a ton yeah. with, you know, getting out of weird situations or um, or just powering through stuff where mm-hmm. this you know the ground's not very smooth and stuff right. because it's snow. Yeah, being and, strong for snowboarding is super important. And I love when I get to when I can jump high. Yeah, like that makes such a big difference when I can. Yeah. So the focus will be uh, box jumps. Yeah. A whole bunch of them, one footed box jumps. I found yeah. really really useful. They're very helpful. So I'll do that, and then uh, yeah, and then get back on doing all my squat variations, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then I've already been doing um, a pretty good upper body routine, but I'll yeah. probably get that a little more consistent since the focus will shift. You should incorporate, um, these are super fun, because I'm also in kind of jump training right now mm-hmm. too, and it was a really fun one-off exercise is, is doing weighted squat jumps, like dumbbells or kettlebells, just at your side like a suitcase. Okay. And doing like, you know, if you're doing jumps and you're not trained for endurance specifically, you want to keep like reps down and like reset every time a lot of times. Yeah. And so do like eight squat jumps. So Mm -hmm. squat down, jump up, land, and then reset. So it's not continuous. Mm -hmm. And then go right into a suitcase squat two box jump. Okay. So you have your dumbbells, 
you, they're on the ground, you squat down, pick them up, do a squat, set them down, and from that squatted position, when you release the dumbbell, you go into a box jump. Nice. So you're, you're loading the muscle and then exploding it with no weight. Well, and helping with that, I do find in snowboarding when I've worked on my mobility over the last couple of years, and when I can go, um, you know, as far as the, your flexed body, so pr pressured all the way down to mm -hmm. fully extended, I like to use a zero to a 10. So a zero meaning my butt is on my ankles. Mm -hmm. And if I can get all the way down there yeah. and a full extension and I yeah. have that full range of motion yeah. with power, all of a sudden I can survive a lot more stuff. Yeah. I don't fall down as easily. And the amount of power I get out of some stuff is so much more fun. Well, you're training, you're training your full range of motion, which means even if you're taking a landing from a snowboard and it's a harder landing than expected, you can squat it out. Yeah, you, you can, can land get all, all the way. Down. Yeah. You can sit totally. down yeah. and then stand up. Yeah. And yeah, it's been so useful to, and that's just been the last couple of years that really getting that range of motion down has helped a ton. That and the single leg stuff is huge for yep. snowboard training. But, but specifically like weighted and unweighted jumping is really good. Well, so here's the other part too that I noticed when one year, years ago, I did a bunch of box jumps and did a bunch of box jumps with my snowboard on. Mm -hmm. So then what I got out of that though was then my retraction. So when you jump, so you have the power of jumping off the ground mm -hmm. with the weight, but then sucking your legs up yep. in the air, it causes you to be able to be in the air for a lot longer, plan out your landing yep. a lot better and all that. And so, okay, so I don't have, first of all, it's a pain to go outside, strap your snowboard on, and then jump on some tires, and then unstrap, and then you get tired in 45 seconds. And now I gotta unstrap my snowboard, and now I gotta put it back away, and I go back inside. So you're doing all this work. It for, doesn't need to be that complicated. It is, for a 45 second workout. No, it doesn't. So, there's so, so many simpler ways to do so, that. So, well that's what, that's what I wanna know, is like, cause that's the only way I've found to do this, to have the proper weight on my legs, to where I can actually do this thing, is to actually put my darn snowboard on. Yeah. Which takes forever, <laughs> I gotta get it out of the, down to the basement, I can't leave it, you know, I have a family, so I can't leave yeah. it in the living room like I'd like to. Right. So. <laughs> I know, they, families, they, they want like a living room set up. I know, on. and they got like their things, oh, you know. Terrible. <laughs> so a way to train what you're talking about, because what you're talking about training is your, your core and your hip flexors. Yeah. They gotta be so, a pull up. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So real simple, go to a, um, you don't need to mimic the jump. You just need to get those things strong. Okay. Because the jump aspect of it, you're already, the jump is the, the push off. Once you're airborne, the pull up can be, can be imitated in any way. Okay. So you need to go to a, if they have ankle weights, at the mm -hmm. bar, like like at the gym, like um, like old school, you know, just Velcro strap on ankle okay. weights, mm -hmm. and you just go to a hang from a bar, go to a dip bar, and just knee ups. Okay, knees to your chest. Would you do Simple. it now? Does it need to be does moving, or you do box jumps with those and, and pull okay. them up? Like that'll add extra pressure. Does pulling them up faster? Uh, does that work the muscle different than pulling them up slower? Yep. Okay. Yep. You need both. Okay. Um, or uh, another alternative, you know, angle straps is you go to, this is a good just core exercise. You go to a dip bar and you just hold on a dip bar. So you're not doing any dips and you just grab a dumbbell between your feet. Okay. And you just pull it up. That way you can do as much weight as you want. Sure. Okay. And you can do fast. You can do slow. I've done that before. Do yeah. It's, it's a great core exercise and really good uh -huh. for the hips. So that way you don't have to go strap on your snowboard every single time. Well, the final piece of this then is um, now the, the something that I think has an advantage, and you let me know, I might be totally wrong. Yeah. But strapped into your snowboard in your snowboard stance yeah. is gonna work the muscles a little different, right? Yes, yeah, well. Mm -hmm. So should I so should I mimic that too? And what should I do 
wide stance box jumps then in order to mimic that so I'm working the, the muscles the right way? Because um, I think doing the one-footed stuff kind of uh, made it so I didn't have to do that as much, but, I don't, but I'm not sure if I was feeling that right. I don't think you need to. Mm -hmm. Like, it will train them slightly different, but I don't think in such a way that it's you're going to be that noticeable. Okay. I think getting the explosive training is going to be much better than... Um, it's all about convenience, right? Sure. So while that might be helpful, you can't do it. Yeah. So it's, you're going to get the benefit from just doing... Or is it, or is it helpful enough yeah. to go through the hassle of, again, strapping my no, snowboard on? Which it's I not get, helpful enough. Which I'm not going to do. I don't do. think so at all. So. I think because that, that wide stance jumping is not an ideal jumping position. Mm -hmm. It's too wide. Sure. You always jump from feet under your hips. Mm -hmm. Like you want to be in that position because that's where you have the most leverage and it's most efficient. And so I don't think, I mean, um, the single leg stuff covers your bases. Okay. And gets you gets you squared away. I kind of thought that might get, yeah, because it works the whole thing all around mm -hmm. enough yeah. to where that would do it. Where with both legs at the same time, it, you know, there's a lot of stability. You're cheating a lot with using different legs and stuff. What you do want to do is make sure your squat variations have a wide stance. Okay. Not like, that not let me rephrase, not that your squats have a wide stance. Some of your squat variations have a wide stance. Mm -hmm. You don't want to exclusively do like a narrow squat. You want to make sure you do an, a wide sumo squat mm -hmm. and a deep wide sumo squat or just a wide stance squat. It's not quite a sumo. You know, want to make sure you have that variation of, of, um, of stance. Which I found I'm tr like significantly stronger in a sumo squat stance why do you f I, I i mean i have a suspicion of why that is oh my why guess is it's just is just stability memory from snowboarding could be like yeah I, I think that's mostly it is my body falls into that uh i also as i'm watching myself in the mirror definitely cheat by going over my right leg instead of yeah. my left leg yeah like i'll watch i'll go down and then watch my hip shift and yeah. lift yeah and so depending upon how wide you are you also just don't have to go as deep Oh, which sure. is why people like them. Right. Like, it's why people like sumo deadlifts because your range of motion is so limited mm -hmm. that you, it's like, yeah, well, like, you're not, you're cutting off half of the lift. Right. You know? That's not a diss on sumo deadlifts, to be fair, <laughs> but they are easier right. <laughs> in a lot of ways. But also it just, that, what that also is doing is just pointing out your imbalances. So yeah. on a, a, you don't have the hip mobility for a narrow stance, which is why it's harder. Yeah. And so the wide one is easier to do. Yeah. It's, it's significantly less weight yeah like it's not close yeah it <laughs> it's sense. pretty funny as soon as i widened my stance out like i stood like i'm in my snowboard yeah and then did it and i even yeah. put my feet at the proper degrees and also i'm sure a lot of that is just from the, yeah. the memory of snowboarding yeah i did that and like the weight i could lift was so much yeah. different yeah like i went up a lot from there yeah <laughs> and it kept we kept adding more weight and it was equally hard yeah and then it was like straight out of uh remember unbreakable yep i've had that experience twice really where uh, where you're like, oh, that's really hard, and then add more weight. Yeah. Oh, that's really hard. Yeah. And you just keep adding more weight. Yeah. It's the exact same amount of hard. <laughs> How did I add 150 pounds? Yeah. And it felt exactly the same. Like it's still yeah. just as hard, and I can still do it. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, people experience that a lot. It's because they don't know they're they're finding out what their what their capacity actually is. Yeah. They don't know it. I had that do with, with butterflies a long time ago. Yeah. We did that. And then, yeah, and then I noticed it. As soon as I moved my, my stance out squat and went doing squats yeah. a year ago. You're like, oh, I could do more weight. <laughs> well, no, I didn't think I could, though. That's the thing. Oh, You're like, oh, that's oh, really tough. Let's try a little more. Yeah. 
Oh, and they're like, yeah. But it felt exactly the same. Yeah. Okay, how about more? How about more? <laughs> we just kept stacking more on. Yeah. And it still wasn't that much. I can't squat that much. Right, you know, right, so right. still, compared to people to squat, it's still a very insignificant amount of weight. But for what you were expecting. But from where I started, yeah. that was hard. Yeah. But then to where I ended up, that was also still hard. Still hard. It was like, <laughs> it was like twice the weight that I started yeah. at. Like, it was a major percentage difference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. I don't think I've ever experienced quite that. Um, yeah, do we gotta get out of here? Yeah, we should probably get moving. Okay, let's bounce. Cool.